The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I am sitting here with Dion Coopwood, entrepreneur, CEO, super successful. Let me be full transparent with everybody on this podcast. The reason why I'm a successful entrepreneur today is because I was the best employee I could be yesterday. You look like a Sprint <laughs> employee. Absolutely. Listen, did y'all hear what she just said to me? She said I look like a Sprint employee. What I actually did was I created a software that um, people are utilizing to Go through not the credit repair process, go through the credit enhancing process. Okay, this is not just the right now entrepreneur. This is somebody no. who's playing this game long term. Yeah. My first eight years of entrepreneurship, I didn't make no money really. I have had to create and reinvent and create and reinvent so many times just to barely be able to pay bills. And I am at the height yeah. of I don't give a you know what. Because mm-hmm. I don't. Who are you talking to me? Yeah. I felt I felt attacked in a good way. Are you on this journey by yourself? <laughs> oh, that must be a good question. Talk about full transparency. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you the guest or am I? Like, you you, you here? told me that I can ask you questions. <laughs> With these questions. See, okay, okay. She, Donnie don't want to be full transparent. All right. Hey, mic check. One, two, one, two. It's Donnie Wiggins in the stew. What it do, what it do. On the right, I got a guest and he fresh to death. He got Balenciaga on, on his feet and chest. Hey, hey I'm about to pass it to you. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm about to pass it to you. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm about to pass it to you. Are you ready? I'm let's ready. go. Let's go. Dion with the flow. My name is Dion. Hey, what it do? You want to fix your credit? You know who to come to. I'm your man with the master plan. If you want to do business the right way, come be a part of my plan. There we go. Is that cool? All right, cool, cool. That's that's cool. I love it. I love it. I love it, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. And I have uh, Dion Coopwood sitting next here, here next to me. But let me just remind you guys that we are putting our guests on the spot. We're trying something new. Dion, this happened because on one episode, mm-hmm. I was freestyling. And I thought the episode hadn't started yet. Wow. And Reese, the same way he started that clock on us. Yeah. Reese had started the clock on me and decided to keep the freestyle in the episode. Got you. And everybody loved it, right? Mm. So I'm like, what if? And people are like, more, more, more. (laughs) And I don't have that many bars by myself, for real. (laughs) So I said, instead of me freestyling all the time, what if I now put my guest on the spot to freestyle? And I think I put you on. I think I put you on the spot pretty well. Yeah. Did I do good or what? Like kinda. You got you got bars. Okay. You got you got those old school. Um, you know, I've been here for a minute. Bars like me, cause yeah. you know the the girls aren't saying might check one two one two. Nah. Would it do? Would it do nah, these nah. days? So I think we're showing our age a little bit, but I have mm-hmm. fun. When's the last time you got the freestyle? Um. Wow. Last time I freestyled, probably maybe in college, probably. In college. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So you just kind of took me back a little bit. Took you back a little bit. Well, guys, I am sitting here with Dion Coopwood, entrepreneur, CEO, super successful. 
Um, we run into each other all the time. Yep. Um, yep. But we never actually get down to ha- sit down and have a conversation. We have not. So I'm super excited about this because I'm about to get to know you and you get to know me along with the audience that's watching us yeah. today. I like the fact that I get to ask you questions. Like okay, that. now that makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ain't got to be nervous, but I liked it because I've never did an interview. It was like mostly just me. It's like ask me questions and I give answers. Mm-hmm. But to be able to like sometimes you want to have open dialogue, dialogue and you want to ask questions to the interview because it's kind of like, well, sometimes like, why did you ask me that? Mm-hmm. And you, and you want to dig deep too, as the person that's being interviewed. So I like it. Yeah. yeah I'm interested. In it. I'm like this. This is good. All right. Good stuff. Well, I welcome you here on the sofa with me. Um, you said in your, in your freestyle a little bit that you, uh, if, if we want our credit repaired, yeah. tell me more about that. Are you actually sitting down, pulling people's credit reports, analyzing them, what do you do? So great question. So no and no and no. <laughs> um, and the reason being is because, um, well, here's here's the truth. I used to do it. Um, and then um, when I moved to Georgia, I realized that it was uh, s- sort of kind of illegal to do. It's mm-hmm. considered a misdemeanor here. And so I had to change the game because uh, what I didn't want to do is be a leader um, that people followed. And then I'm doing the wrong thing and teaching the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people get in trouble. Like mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of people get in trouble in this industry, and I didn't want to be a part of that, especially having other people follow behind me mm-hmm. and put people in a bad position. So what I actually did was I created a software that um, people are utilizing to go through not the credit repair process, go through the credit enhancing process. And, mm. and I'm, saying, I'm saying there's a difference because um, I teach people how to leverage Metro 2 compliance. Mm-hmm. which is a credit compliance standard that was put in place in order to protect consumers. Mm-hmm. Whereas most people are using what's called factual disputing mm-hmm. in order to repair their credit. Cause that's the only one true legal way to repair your credit. Okay. Hold on D hold on <clears throat> because we're, we're using a lot of industry jargon and our audience um, that's watching full transparency is an audience of entrepreneurs yep. And I believe the conversation around good credit mm-hmm. uh, and utilizing credit responsibly is so important. Absolutely. It's a conversation that I started having way too late in life. Me too. And yeah. had I had it earlier in my entrepreneurial journey, we would have been so much further along, I truly believe, right? Yep. So I want to make sure that this doesn't go over anybody's head. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure our entrepreneurs are equipped. They understand the language. So you mentioned something that's about to be a bar, um, credit repair versus credit enhancement. Correct. Can you first break that down? Yep. So um, if anybody was to take the national credit repair specialist exam, you will find that what they teach you in there, which is what everybody knows is there's only one true legal way in order to, repair somebody's credit. There's only one method and that method is called factual disputing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with factual disputing, I look at, I, I download a pop copy of my credit profile and I look at every single account and I'm looking for the factual nature of things that are supposed to be correct or mm-hmm. the inaccuracies and the incorrect information and make sure that things are aligned the way it is. Basically, if I went to a car dealership, I look at the account for, let's just say GM financial, mm-hmm. all of the, the, the day that I signed the contract, uh, the date that the, the, the account reports, the balance that I owe should be accurate across the board. So if there's anything that's not factual, then I can, let's just say, dispute that with the credit bureaus. And then based upon my findings, 
they they technically are in position. They need to delete that account. Mm-hmm. That's factual dispute. Since there's only one true legal way in order to go through the credit repair process, which is factual disputing, then we can't label Metro 2 compliance as credit repair. Okay. It's enhancement because I'm leveraging a compliance standard that the credit bureaus put in place in 1997 that states that if if the information that is being, let's just say, reported on a consumer credit profile does not meet these five points of compliance, then it jeopardizes the integrity of the information that's being reported, so therefore it can't be reported. It has to be removed. It has to be removed. Okay. And what are the five categories that we're checking for? It's a lot. Okay. It's deep. I'll mm-hmm. give you. I'll give you one, and I'll let everybody else do more research because it's a lot to break down. I know we're not here for that, but not right. Just to give you like one of the five points of compliance, it states that if any information is is to be reported, then if you let's just say I went and I went and got an account with you, and now you're reporting that account to my credit profile, and let's just say I didn't pay you, then I went. I went and I started doing business with somebody else, but then you sold that account to, let's just say, a collection agency. Mm-hmm. So now you are a part of that account. The collection agency is a part of that account. If if the credit bureaus want an account to continue to be reporting, they must send handwritten carbon copy documentation to you because you was the original creditor and, let's say, the collection agency and say, hey, they, they can't overnight it. They can't fax it. They can't send an email. They have to use USPS mail send carbon copy documentation, wait on responses, carbon copy responses back. It's too much work. They're not doing it. Okay. They're not doing it. And then also, too, the credit bureaus, they get paid to report. So this is why they're trying to keep out his reporting. But if I got to send, let's just say if it's going to cost me $8 to send it to you, $8 to send it to that person, now I'm down 16 bucks as a credit bureau. I don't even want to be involved. I'm just going to delete it. It's too much work. It's too much work. That's just one out of five. Yeah. It's too much work. So they just say, forget it. They give up. And they're going about their business. Mm. That's it. I think, um, especially right now, something that changed the game for me in terms of my credit and my credit state um, is education over repair. And so when you said enhancement, my mind immediately went to education. And there's so many people out here attempting to build credit repair businesses. Yep. Yep. And I want consumers to understand, though, while that can get you over a hump. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the habits. It doesn't change the mindset. It doesn't change the way you utilize your credit. And without the education piece, you end up back in the same situation over and over and over and over. And what I like about what you do is that your focus is more on the education piece than the actual, I'm going to do it for you. Correct. And so, I love that you said that because that's my main concept is I want to teach you how to fish. Mm-hmm. I want to educate you on what Metro 2 compliance is. I want to show you how to use it in your best interest so that way you can get whatever your desired results are. Mm-hmm. And then if you know what Metro 2 is, you understand it and you use it and you get results, then now you can go tell your cousin, your auntie, your best friend, your your, your kids, and you can help them through the process. And so it's a concept of as, as opposed to me, let's just say, like you said, doing it for you. And getting results, so you don't even know what the heck happened on the back end. Right. You're just like, I'm just waiting on these results. Now you get to get educated and see what's going on. Like, like our success is in information education. Mm-hmm. And so if we can be informed and be educated on what's going on, then we could truly be successful in anything. Yeah. Yep. What exactly is Metro 2? Um, to kind of keep it simple, um, the credit bureau set around a round table, the credit bureaus plus a secondary bureau named Innovis. 
They called themselves the CDIA, which is the Consumer Data Industry Association. In 1997, they sat down like how me and you sit down, mm -hmm. and they said, we need to put something in place that is going to protect consumers from accounts that is being reported that they are co constantly complaining about. Mm -hmm. So what is this, this going to be called that we're going to put in place? They named it Metro 2 Compliance, mm -hmm. which means that if these accounts are incompliant, they can't be reported. So if a consumer, let's just say, comes to us and say, hey, I got these accounts. They don't meet your compliance standard of reportability. I want them removed. That's what happened in 1997. Gotcha. Simple, just like that. Mm -hmm. Nothing fancy. It's just a compliance standard that was put in place to protect consumers. How does AI, uh, I saw something where you were talking about leveraging AI, yep. right, to, to enter this conversation. Yep. How is AI impacting the credit industry overall, number one? Um, and then number two, how is it impacting the professional who's looking to build a business in right. the credit industry? That's a beautiful question. Um, and reason reason why I say that is because I was having this conversation with one of my friends who's been in the credit industry actually longer than me, and we were actually breaking this stuff down last night. So the reason why most people go through, let's just say, a a credit repair company to get that process done is because most people don't have time. Mm. They say, I don't have time to do it because they are busy doing other stuff. When I truly feel like it's not really, do I really have time? It's really that I'm not educated. So I'm fearful of what I don't know. That's why we don't get into most stuff. And so what ended up happening is when you look at the credit repair industry, um, it has a nasty, it gives people a nasty taste for sure. Because most people have paid somebody to go do a job. And normally what ends up happening and what I've even seen in my own eyes is that nobody never really gets results. And so you, you end up being mad and being frustrated because you want to get a house, you want to get a car. And so when you look at what AI has done, it has taken away the human's ability to make errors and make mistakes and mm -hmm. or not get somebody results, essentially. And so, you know, what I've been able to do is leverage artificial intelligence and create a software that... Um, it's not only helping consumers who want to use the software to enhance uh, their credit profile leverage in Metro 2, um, but it also has helped uh, individuals who are running a credit repair organization because now, as opposed to them staying up late at night, trying to figure all this stuff out, trying to put together letters and mail stuff off, now they can use a software that they can utilize to run their company, and the software leverages AI and does all the work for them. Mm, that makes it really, really simple. And this is a software that you've created? Yes, so who is that software available to? Are you like offering this to the credit repair company that wants to serve their customers better? Or is this something that you're offering to the consumer that says, use my software yep. to do this for yourself better? To, uh, to three different type of individuals. So an individual who may be watching this who are struggling to have challenges on their credit for the individual consumers for you. Um, for the individual consumer who may say, I'm working a job and I want to make some extra income mm -hmm. and I want to offer, let's say, credit repair services, this mm -hmm. is also for you. Mm -hmm. And then for the individual who wants to, let's say, really go full-fledged and start a credit repair organization, or maybe you already have one mm -hmm. and you're not getting results or you're spending a whole lot of time and you, you can't spend time with family because your your company is is holding you back from being able to spend time, this is for you as well. Because mm. I was in that position. That was me. I remember staying up to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, trying to put together letters, download clients' credit reports, dissecting everything, copying, and pasting, putting it on this document, printing out letters, trying to figure out what laws and what they're breaking. And, 
and I'm trying to fax this stuff off and mail this stuff off. And I'm like, this is not, this ain't it. This ain't it. And, and think about this, Donnie, this, it wasn't it. And even then I was still making like 40 grand a month and it wasn't it for me. Mm. How long ago was that? That was in two, from like 2019-ish to like 2021-ish maybe. Yeah. Yep. I was like, nah, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. So from a, from a business perspective, the software will help you see more clients or service more mm-hmm. clients in a shorter period of time. Yes. But then also from a consumer perspective, because now we're able to move this along so quickly, you can yes. potentially even get your results yes. faster as well. Yes. Yeah. Like we had, um, like one of my students, he just helped the client. Um, he went through three rounds. And mm-hmm. so give you example of like pricing versus cost benefit analysis. Um, the software has the cheapest rate plan is 147 a month. Mm-hmm. But 147 a month, you can service four clients at the same time per month. Mm-hmm. So if you do the math on it, that's like $36.75 per person. Mm-hmm. Never in the history has credit enhancement or credit repair been that ever that cost efficient. So he took his client three rounds. So let's just say if the client was doing this themselves, three rounds of $150, let us just call it, is $450, and he deleted a $1.2 million debt bankruptcy. Yeah, that's insane. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. And so you think, you know, people are going through – Life and life is life. And a lot of people went through the pandemic, late payments, um, you know, collections. They've been handling their bills and they just struggling. Mm-hmm. We can't control what life is going to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't deserve to have to live in our past mistakes. And so um, this software has re- really been revolutionary in helping people um, really get out of a rut, I would just say. Yeah. yeah. When I hear entrepreneurs uh, start talking in terms of projections mm-hmm and software, and how we're simplifying processes, I know that I'm talking to somebody who is not just a right now entrepreneur, but Mm. somebody who's preparing for being available to serve in this space for a long time to come. Yes. And I'm also listening to you right now when I'm thinking software, because if I'm being totally transparent, I'm in the process of building out a software myself. And I was going the route of just hiring this company Mm -hmm. to tell me everything that I should have and, you know, putting it together for me. But Dion, I like to study the psychology of people and the psychology of human behavior, why they need what they need, why they buy the way that they buy and how these things could actually make them more efficient Mm -hmm. and more effective. And so I have been up morning and night Mm, mm, mm. mapping out this freaking software. So where it might take somebody else 30, 60, 90 days to get a software going, like this will be a process that I'm working on for a period of time because the details really, really matter. Can I add something? Yes. You ain't never going to stop working on it. No. Nope. It took me almost eight months. Mm -hmm. I was up every day, Mm -hmm. all day. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, here's, here's the, here's like the beautiful part about it. I was up all day, every day for like almost eight months straight. It took me about seven months to create my software, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed every day, like fixing this. And here, and here's the challenge because my developers are, they overseas, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about people that are in Pakistan. Like, yeah. like seriously, no joke. I've um, been around them for years. Love, love these guys to death. They do some really good work. Um, they get paid well to do good work though, but yeah. Um, we're talking about a language barrier. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Like my wife was like, 
I don't know. How do you understand anything they saying? <laughs> and I'm like, I just figure it out. Like we got to get on, we get on zoom. Like we was on zoom every, it was like every hour. And then we got like our group chat. It, it still hasn't stopped. Like we've launched, like I launched my software in February. I did a soft launch in March. I did a hard launch this year and we're still fixing and still improving, still adding this button need to go here. I got a new idea that I need to, I need this out in the next two months. We're still developing. Like it don't stop. So now that you have this software, so yep. what I was when I when I hear that this is the the direction that you're moving into, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is not just the right now entrepreneur. This is somebody no. who's playing no. this game long term. Yep. Yep. Um and and that makes me excited mm -hmm. because in this space of entrepreneurship right now, it's like entrepreneurship is like this trend. Yes. I'm going to get in here and I'm going to do this for a little while until that doesn't work. And then I'm going to do that until yeah. that doesn't work. And I'm, I'm in this stage. I'm in this space where I'm so excited. It's even hard for me to focus on other things that I yes. should be focused on right now yep. because I'm so excited about what this software is going to be. Mm. But it opens up new doors. Yes. It opens up new um concerns new issues new needs mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. now you don't just get the software built you need a whole development team mm -hmm. and you need a development team ongoing at this point yes mm -hmm. i pay them a lot of money every month no yeah. matter what kind of work gets done mm -hmm. um what i would say is i agree with that because um a lot of people ask me like what direction i'm going what do i see myself i say i always see myself i'm not here for a good time i'm here for a long time yeah and you can also tell that by my track record. Like, for me, I'm going into my 16th year of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't just started yesterday. Like, this wasn't no pandemic type. This ain't this ain't them kind of vibes. And so I, a lot of people, they look at me, they say, well, they say, well, this guy came out of nowhere. I didn't come out of nowhere. My first eight years of entrepreneurship, I didn't make no money, really. And I still pushed through entrepreneurship. And I've been pivoting and pivoting, trying to figure it out um, until I really got into something that I felt like was me, until I got into something that I felt like would allow me to be here five to 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And this is what really made me create my software. One, you can't do credit repair in Georgia. So I, when I moved to Georgia, I'm like, that's out. I got to mm -hmm. figure something else. Then I went to um, a conference with Russell Brunson, and he said, if you don't have a continuity offering, you're a business owner, then you don't have a business. Mm. And I was like, who are you talking to, me? Yeah. I felt, I felt attacked in a good way. For sure. And that's the moment where... I went home and I said, I gotta, I gotta create something that is going to ha allow allow me and my business and my brand and, and what I represent to be around for a long time. And that's how the software actually got developed. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it does open up like new doors and different conversations because here's what it did for me too. And you're gonna love this part because you made that post. I want to know more about that post. Okay. I think you kind of, I think we kind of talking about why you made that post. I really want to know why you made that post and. What this software has done done for me is it allowed me to not have to, let's say, lean on social media or running ads or really hardcore marketing strategies from, let's just say, like what I was other stuff that I was focused on, mm -hmm. like let's just say like ebooks and course, all that stuff. It's hardcore marketing, whereas with the software, if it's good and you're providing a need for what people have, it's going to spread like people are going to want it. And so I want to know about that post that you made because I've been able to successfully since I would say maybe going on a year because before my software came, I started building community in anticipation of the software. So for about a year, I've been building community and now 
I have over 11,000 people or so in this community that is using this software, following everything that I say, and really getting really good results. And so I want to kind of, my question to you is, why did you make that post, though? What? Let me, um, pull my calculator out because okay, you cool. said. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you said 11,000 people. And, and so, so think about this to my point. I don't have to, I don't have to shuck and jab on Instagram anymore. I don't have to. Like, it's a choice for me now to post and be on Facebook and go live. But, like, up until, I would say the last, like, up until, like, the last year or two, this whole entire stint, I would say, like, out of my 16 years of entrepreneurship, the first 13 or 14, up until this last couple of years, social media, I really depend on social media a whole lot because it helped me generate revenue. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm showing people consistency, showing results, showing testimonials. And now it's like, I post because I like posting. I like I want to motivate and inspire people to leave their job, to think bigger, to want more, to want that lifestyle that they want to go after. But I don't have to be I, like I could delete all of the apps right now and I'm going to make some good money. Yeah. And I'm going to sleep well at night. Like I sleep even better now that I've created that software and I'm helping so many people. It's not even it's not it's like the money is like the bad product for me because so many people are being helped. But then mm -hmm. it's like, I get to get paid very handsomely, too, mm -hmm. because I'm actually helping people. So, you know, the calculator kind of told you, but, you know. but For sure. So you asked me about this post. And just for everyone else to know, the post is, so every now and then I do these brainstorming posts, mm -hmm. right? And because I'm a business coach by trade, I like to hear the ideas that other people come up with. Many times those ideas trigger something inside of me that allows me to see things maybe from a different perspective yes. or maybe it's advice that I can use in my own business or mm -hmm. advice that I can give to clients. So, good. so this one, particularly, I asked this brainstorm question. I always started off with let's brainstorm. Okay. And um, mm, that just gave me another idea, actually. Okay. See? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, text me, let's brainstorm. Um this one I made selfishly for myself yep. because I have a community called Actionable CEO. It's yep. a mentorship community right now yep. um, where I develop entrepreneurs personally, professionally, financially, right? Yes. yes. And I just launched this community a few months ago, and my goal, I'm, I'm loving. Yep. The of all the things that I have done so in this last 12 years, yeah this community is bringing the most excitement to me, like yes. excitement in terms of how I get to teach. Like yes. I've created my own platform to teach and, and don't miss, there's going to be some nuggets in what I'm saying. Don't miss these pieces. Right. Yes. yes. I've created my own platform in, w in which I get to teach what I want to talk about. Mm. I don't have to follow anybody else's guidelines or parameters. Yep. Um, but two, I've created this community of people who are on a like-minded mission mm -hmm. and they enjoy interacting inside of the community as well. And three, it brings me excitement because I can see clearly where it's going. Yes. I see the vision for it clearly. Yes. And I can see so many people all over the globe talking about being a member of actionable CEO. Like that's what I want. Right so good. Yes. now my, I've never done this before. Question just mm -hmm. real quick. Have you thought about selling actionable CEOs? Oh, here's where we're going. Okay. All right. Cool. Wait, okay. selling the brand. Yeah. Like, like at some point 
exiting. Like maybe you can still for be sure. a part of it, but yeah. yeah, for sure. So this is all in alignment. Okay. okay, cool. And so that's why I get excited about the conversation yes. behind creating software yes. and community and things mm-hmm, like this. Mm-hmm. Because um, I want to grow the community to 10,000 people. I've never done that before. Um, Not a paid community. So obviously we have hundreds of thousands of members in our community for the podcast channel. Um, I've had tens of thousands of people inside of free communities. But we're now talking about a membership community that is a paid community. And this does a couple of things. Um, For me... The ability to grow this community to 10,000 people sets me up financially in a place where I'm able to go all in on that community. Like, this is what I want to do. You guys no longer get a piece of me. You get all Mm, of me from an entrepreneurial perspective. And that kind of freedom will allow me to impact people in a different way. Absolutely. One day, though, I am either going to age out of this, die out of this, um, you know, just move on away from this very similar to Bob Proctor correct, and Sandy Gallagher when they created the Bob Proctor and Sandy Gallagher Institute, but that business still lives on. Mm-hmm. So now I need a community that if I am going to pass it down, right, to an heir, it is operating at a place that makes it worth their while and has that same energy and eagerness to it. Yep. But also if I want to sell it, Now we're talking about, you know, large scale because the community has grown to such a large membership number. People will pay you tens of millions, even hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes for the data that you collect from a community that nobody pays for. It's a free community. Imagine being able to scale it to this point and it's 10,000 people in it and now you're up for sale. It's freedom. Mm-hmm. My community is going to be the freedom tool not for me Absolutely. as an entrepreneur when we're seriously talking about and transparently talking about scaling. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the freedom tool for me. But because it's going to create that freedom piece for me, the way that I'm going to be able to f- perform inside of that community is going to create freedom for thousands of members annually. And I'm so excited. Okay, so can we, we just transparency, right? Yes. So here is what I feel like. Um, this is the challenge that I was facing, and I don't know if you're dealing with this challenge or not, but this may be something that you could think about, right? So when I first started my community, it was heavily based around we want to be like and around and with Dion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can't I can't scale and grow with that because yeah. what happens when I'm not around or what, what happens? And so what I had to do within like the last three to four months, I started phasing out me period Mm -hmm. because I was running these calls and I was inside of the groups and I was talking and I was posting. And so then what I ended up doing is I started hiring a support staff who would do the trainings and then a community manager who would manage the community. So that way, and I changed like all of the, like the, the logo, everything. I just revamped the whole entire community because I wanted to pull myself out. So that way the, the, the community wasn't growing and depending on me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I can't I can't sell or scale if it's depending on me. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I had to plug in the people into the right place. And so that would kind of be my my question and or, you know, if have you come across that thought process and what does it look like for me to really grow and scale? Like if it's let's just say actionable CEOs, um, you know, let's just say ran by Donnie Wiggins. Yeah. So it's like like even like with Bob's, I think that because he was around for such a long time, um, 
his the credibility is just definitely there. But for somebody like me and you, we're still building the brand, still building the credibility. And I think that um, that trust factor comes with time. But I just I was wondering to myself, what does that look like for me to really, truly like grow a community? And it's dependent on me as opposed to me maybe one day being able to sell because it's not dependent on me and I'm not the face of that. And then another thing that I struggle with, too, and I don't know what's so it's so weird about this number 10,000 because my, my man was fixated on 10,000, too. Yeah. But then I've been able to surpass that. And I had I was like, dude, stop thinking so small. And then I remember Russell Brunson saying because I'm in Myron's program and Russell Brunson spoke at one of, of one of his uh, uh, mentorship uh, events. And he said he got 100,000 members. Mm. So why we why we why we. I mean, can I get 10,000 first? <laughs> you can't. I'm, I'm not saying that that's like where I st- 100,000 members. First of all, let me just. He got 100,000 active pay entrepreneurs using ClickFunnels. And the average person is paying 197 a month because he got the 97 and the 297. Now, he recently changed the plan, but that's just from the old software that he got. So think about that. That's what he's making a month. That is insane. It broke your calculator. It broke my calculator. I don't even, can I say that number? Like, it's over 100 million. So here's the thing. Yes, I don't put a ceiling on anything. And this is just how I run my life. Like, I am literally in a place in my life and where I'm going, period. I'm having it my way. Correct. Right? Whatever it is that I want at that time. At this particular time, what I'd like to do is get 10,000 members paid community because it's something that I have never done before. So what you're saying is you you can't operate like me. Let's let me set one target. Let me set this target mm-hmm. so I got something to go after and then once I hit that then I can. Mm-hmm. I can yes, but okay. also this is this I love this because this is kind of double fold for me. Mm-hmm. So number 1 I want to hit that target. Mm-hmm. Um and what that looks like is about 10 million dollars in revenue, right? Because it's just what from is it, the community. A month? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 97 dollars a month. So that looks like about 10 million dollars in revenue when I'm yep. thinking about what I need to or what I desire, not even what I need, but what I desire to feel free and what freedom looks like to me, $10 million is like the the baseline. Good, yep, yep. When we start talking Russell Brunson numbers yep. and we're looking at over $100 million in revenue mm-hmm. a year, can I be honest? I don't know what Donnie Wiggins would do with a hundred million dollars a year. Who do I become? And, and here's what I mean by that. Like, who do I have to be yes. to make a hundred million dollars a year, Dion? And mm-hmm. do I want to be her? Mm. Do I want to be her? Like I'm thinking about a Russell Brunson. I'm thinking about people like him. I'm thinking about like even beyond scale, even beyond that scale, like the Warren Buffett's and the Steve jobs and the Bill Gates Okay, well then, have you ever, have you ever said you wanted to be a billionaire though? Never. Me neither. So I don't, maybe that's not that that's we not, don't want it. And it, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Making a hundred million dollars a year feels very billionaire ish to me. For sure. Okay. For sure. And I don't know that I desire a life where I can't walk around by myself. Yeah, man. Um. And I struggle with this. Help me because I really do struggle with this. On one hand, I know the type of impact I could create Mm -hmm. by doing something like that. That's what I was going to say. But on the other hand, the risk for me in my personal life. Okay. It's kind of like what you just said to me when when I came. You said, somebody of your level, why are you here by yourself? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my uh, mentees ask me, they say, say, why don't 
like when you do events, they say, why don't you have security? Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, I'm struggling and I'm fighting with that. I said, because it's hard for me because I don't want to disconnect from you guys. Mm-hmm. I said, I feel like if I get security, nobody is going to want to walk up to me. Nobody's going to say hi. And I said, I remember not being so successful and wanting to walk up to somebody and talk to somebody and get some information and get some free game and get some love. I said, so for me, like our company motto, my company is called Dominate the Decade Mentorship Group. It's our motto is we're going to love on the people. Yeah. And so I just, no matter how much money I make, I, as I'm struggling with doing the security thing. Now, if like I got an event that I'm going to do um, this year um, for 2024. Come, I, I would love to have you there. Okay. Just, just say yes. You gonna yes. be there? Okay, yeah, cool. I'll be there. It's going to be in April. And so um, I'm going to put together this event. And maybe for that event, because I my vision for that event is big, I definitely want to make sure everybody is protected. So there may be security there. But when we're talking about getting together and it's like 100 people, 50 people, like I just want to stay connected. I don't want to disconnect. And so I think that what happens in our space, and we've seen a lot of people make a lot of money, is that they they get big and they get big-headed. And mm-hmm. they start to connect, and it's like now you can't. Now I understand when you get successful, there are certain conversations with people that are not on your level that you, you know, family and friends. You're gonna lose some people. I understand all of that, but I'm just saying, like to a certain degree, we have to kind of keep things from a humble perspective. And a lot of my peers always tell me that I don't act like the money that I make, and I love mm-hmm. that for myself. You don't act like the money that you make. I do not. Because most of the time they say, like, money will amplify the person that you are. All the time. Yeah. And I and I think that it was a question that you asked me right before we aired, which is, how old are you? Mm-hmm. And I'm a little seasoned. How old are you? <laughs> this man going to laugh at me. I mean, are we, are we like, garlic, let me, let me let garlic you, and herb seasoning? Let me, or so you, Let me let you guess first. <laughs> You see the grade. Well, because you're talking about your seasoned and mm-hmm. it it the language that you use, mm-hmm. like um millennials aren't saying I get paid handsomely. Nope. <laughs> nope. They are not. They are not. <laughs> millennials are not saying I get paid handsomely. So because I understand that terminology and that's something that I would have said back in the day, I'm guessing that you're my age. And how old are you? I am about to be you could be younger than me, actually, D. Watch. Watch how watch watch how this watch how she gonna get surprised. How old are you? At the time that this episode drops, I will be forty five years old. And you older than me. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I'm usually the oldest. Yeah. So we're gonna give you a pass. I'm about to be forty. He up here talking about like he's a dinosaur. Older. I'm older. But like, you gotta think the people that I hang with, I hang with like like Will Rivera. Will is 25. Like, okay, talk to I me about David that. David Omari. Yeah. David is like 32. Why are these your friends? Tell me why these. Do, first of all, do you have any like friends that you hang with regularly that are your age? Yes. Okay. Yep. So my guy, uh, Jarrell Dinkins, he's 39, about to be 40 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else is um, in that age group. But yeah, I got some people that, yeah. You had to think about it, but you could call off. Damon the- Dillard. How he's, uh, I like he's, Damon a yeah, lot. That's, that's my guy. Yeah. 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 How why why do you keep these young are they is Will a Gen Z or a millennial? He's one of the two. He's he was born in like ninety nine. He's a Gen Z yeah. for sure. Young, young guy. Oh no, no, no. Ninety nine is and like still Tyjan, a millennial. I hang with Tajan too. Tajan is like twenty two. Why do you keep these young guys around you? 
It's it's not that I keep them around me. It's just that when I so you know I moved to Atlanta two years ago. Okay. And so when I moved to Atlanta two years ago, um, these were the individuals that were in the circles that I was around when I was in my mentorship program, and so that's just who I who I naturally like. We were just we just connected. The vibe was there. Like I'm big on energy. I'm big yeah. on vibe. And and if I feel like we can work well together, like we'll work well together. So it wasn't about the age, because um, I look at. I look at all of them like friend tours, like they my friends and mentors at the same time. Wow, it's the same for them. For me, it's like we're all cool. We are friends and we just mentor each other. That's it. You know, what's crazy is it feels like and we could have been this way growing up. First of all, thank you for thinking that you were older than me. I thought I was older than you. OK, this 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 black girl magic um, <laughs> right now sitting in front of you. No makeup on. I'm still healing from this chemical pill process that that we had. But that hey, I have, you know, my wife, she. You know my wife do that? I didn't know She's that. She's an esthetician. No, yeah. I did not know she that. She does the brows. She do the face shoes and all that. Do it again. What's the, what's the, she, yeah, she, she do the brows. She do, she do the brows. Because the brow for you was just the whole, <laughs> the she do whole, she do the brows and she, she do the facials. Because I was just going to say the whole face. <laughs> yeah, she do it all. And she is damn good at what The she way doing. that you. She wanted to come and meet you today too. Like she, why didn't you Y'all met her? before. Y'all met before. But she was like. That's good. She's like, I want to I wanna talk to her. She's like, I would love to anything that I can do to help her out. Yeah. Like, she had to go and do some brows. Some brows. Tell yeah. her, she if she watches any of the podcasts, I've been very, very vocal about my skin journey and yeah. the struggles that I've been having. Yeah. Like, why am I 45, about 45 years old still breaking out like I'm 13? Yeah. And then there's this hormone that I do. She would get it. This is not no, your. because Because you said brows. It. So this is, you know, I based on based on the gesture of brows, this isn't a conversation that you're going to be familiar with. But let, <laughs> let's get back to um, what I was about to say with um the younger people hanging around mm -hmm. i have a good mix of friends that are mm -hmm. my age um mm -hmm. all of my day ones are my age i see you hanging with the um with uh milan is she milan your age? is my girl is she your age no milan is i want to say she's 10 years younger than me so why you why you why you beat me up and you got you? no i'm not beating you up but here's the thing now i don't hang out with 20 year olds my daughter is 21, you know, but, yeah, but I, I, what, see, I see, I see what you say. I got you. what I was about to say there though, is these, these younger, I don't want to call them kids, but these younger adults mm -hmm. are like, they're really blowing some older mindsets out of the water. This is, this is and what I was about to tell you. One of the reasons that I enjoy keeping this fresh energy around me is because yeah. they're still open to new ideas and concepts. Mm -hmm. Whereas, Many people that I know that are my age and older, they're already set. Mm -hmm. They're already they already have their mind made up about something. Yep. Um, and the older you get, I'm so grateful because and and it's I think it's important. I think everybody should keep youthful energy uh, youthful energy around them if yes. it naturally and organically happens. Like don't just go seeking out a bunch of young folks to hang around. Yep. It's nobody ever thinks I'm in my 40s. So yep. younger people always, from a dating perspective, are hitting on me yep. or wanting to I be friends with were. me. Late 30s, maybe. Thank you. Maybe. I, I appreciate that very much. But I say that to say what I have learned is I believe that I'm so youthful because I keep young energy mm -hmm. around me. Mm -hmm. 
I also have never just acted my age, so to speak. Yep. So, like, I have yep. a lot of friends that the moment that they turn 40 years old, it's like, you know, because we're old now. and yeah. that, I don't nope. talk like nope. that about myself. I just don't, right? Um, and it has nothing to do with anything other than I, I feel good. Yes. I feel amazing. I'm, yes. And so I am a person who is constantly looking for new and innovative ways to do a thing. Yes. I'm not setting my ways. I'm still a sponge. That's I'm still so soaking it up. So and so the places that I enjoy going, I like to go to conferences for learning. I like to go and sit in software meetings. And See? once you, once many people start hitting a certain age, I'm starting to find that they check out on newness. They just want familiarity around them, and that's just not appealing to me. And it's, it's just because we are humans and we are we are conditioned to want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when we were younger, we had that childlike enthusiasm. Yeah. Like, if I'm Superman, I'm Superman. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't. And so that's what I love. And I think that it speaks to me and you Although we're older and more seasoned, it speaks to our personality and who we are to still be open. Although we're older, we're like, I don't care if you're 25 or 30 or 35. I'm going like if you if we vibe and we connect and you got that young energy, I'm with it. Like, call me weird. But like some mornings I wake up and I'm blasting music all like, the time. I'm jumping up and down in the bed with my four year old. Yeah. My wife is like, what are y'all doing? Get out of here. Like it's just I like that young energy. And so for me. When I met Will, when I met Carter, when I met the, when I met these people, and Carter's not that young. Carter's like thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say Carter. Carter's not so that young. So it's like I just I just like the connection and I like the vibe. And so here's what I would say too. And you made this point earlier that these younger people, because they they got that childlike enthusiasm at the exact same time, they are way more mature than their age. Oh my gosh, like, so mature. Like Will is twenty five, but but the conversations that me and Will have are on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Like my old friends that I used to hang out when I lived with in Chicago, they're all my age, mm-hmm. like maybe two year, three year difference, like younger than me, but none of them are close to like his age and he can outthink them on any day mm-hmm. respectfully. And so I remember when I met Will and the first conversation I had with him, he was just giving me my flowers. And this is somebody that I didn't know at the time, but he was just hyping me up. And I was like, and I'm giving him his flowers. And so now it's this grown man complimentary battle happening. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a pretty freaking cool guy. Yeah. And at this time, I was like, dude, like, you 24. How much money are you making? Mm-hmm. And at the time, he was like, oh, about 600000 a month. <laughs> a I was month. Like, Will is insanely yeah. talented. And I was like. I could learn something from him. I would want to learn from you and have you in my circle too. Or me? Well, you, but oh, I'm, I just was, that's how. Oh, no, I ain't want to miss it now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how, if that's, I were sitting with that's Will, what I was thinking. that's the language that, at that I, yeah. time, I was only At that time, I was only making 150000 a month myself. So I'm mm-hmm. like, like, ooh, he got a, he doing something. Yeah. So I said, well, do me a favor. Whatever it is that you're doing that I'm not doing, mm-hmm. tell me now. And then he was like, okay, well, whatever it is that you're doing that I'm not doing, you tell me. So we interchange information ideas on the spot mm-hmm. and we just connected and just been connected ever since then. Yeah. And like it's gotten to the point to where like we at each other's house and we just, that's just, that's the relationship. And so I'm not, I'm not worried about no age. If I can connect with you and I feel like you got a good spirit and you are 
somebody that, you know, has morals and values, then I'm with it. Mm. I'm open to that. You know, success leaves clues. We know this, Mm -hmm. right? And as you're talking, I am thinking about all of the successful corporations that I'm aware of, Mm -hmm. um, even the ones that I've worked for in my past. Yeah. And there is a reason that corporations focus on hiring right out of college, (laughs) (laughs) right? Versus going to your senior communities and your retirement homes to find talent to do the same job. There is a reason. And when we think about CEOs of these corporations that are still very closely connected to the day to day, they have to now spend time with these youthful uh, or much younger Um, executives that they've employed to handle certain roles in their companies. And think about that, you guys, like Mm -hmm. that could be a missing link for you. Mm -hmm. Some people may not be reaching the level of success that they want because Mm -hmm. they are stuck on only communicating with people because of a certain age. Like there are people who just won't talk to you because, Oh, you're a kid, you too young and blah, blah, blah. Like, When you break this down on a deeper level, I'm always thinking, like, what does this mean and how have I seen this show up before? Think about any company you've worked for. Whenever there are job openings that are happening in particular departments, especially like in your marketing, your Mm -hmm. sales, your your creative departments, those usually have entry level positions and they're hiring right out of college. Um, In some roles, you can even get right out of high school. It just requires Mm -hmm. a high school diploma or GED. And there, there's a reason for it. I can speak to that too. If you're an entrepreneur, I'll let you, if you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur or not, you need to create this assembly of people who have that spunky energy around you. Uh, so I got two sides of the coin. So I used to be a store slash district manager for Sprint for seven years. Okay. You look like a Sprint <laughs> employee. Absolutely. Listen, did y'all hear what she just said to me? She said I look like a Sprint employee. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like you fit the profile of what a Sprint employee. Like What's, I could see give, you. Just give me, give me the what color is their shirt? Is it red or blue? It's black. It's black. All black. With, with the like, collar. With the, yellow, with the collar with the yellow Sprint. Yeah, like I could see you with the the lanyard around tucked in. Yeah, let me see a picture. You definitely fit the pro. Were you a manager? Mm -hmm. You're giving Sprint manager all day long. No, seriously. These people in the comments talking about. But no, but you know, there's a look to it. You walk in, you can clearly see who the manager is. You got the sharp, crisp hairline. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're friendly, but firm. You speak very, very well. You're settling customer complaints all day long. All day. All day long. That's all I did. Yes, all day long. That is so funny because you you look like that guy that I would. I'm putting up a picture. I want to talk to you. I'm I'm coming in the store. I'm not letting you hold this phone, but I'm going to let you see that. Uh, can I show it? Look, that's terrible. Don't this is exactly that. the part. All he's missing is the lanyard. Right. All, we're, all, all we're missing is the lanyard. I love, but let me tell you, this guy took his job very seriously. What? Listen, I was number one all the time. This job, this guy took his job very seriously. This, so let me, let me, let me be full transparent with everybody on this podcast. The reason why I'm a successful entrepreneur today. It's because I was the best employee I could be yesterday. Mm. Like when I was here at working, there was, you couldn't you couldn't do better than me. Mm-hmm. Like I started at Sprint May 11, 2009. Not I know the day. I know the day. You know the hour. Because the reason why I know the day and the hour because I was struggling because I had just graduated college in 08. 
Mm-hmm. And and that was when the economy was going through hell and high water. Yeah. And so I couldn't get a job. And so I went and sprint. My phone had broke. And I'm waiting on them to fix it. I went to the repair center. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, I need a job. I'm like, where's y'all store manager at? They're like, she in the back. I'm like, tell her to come out here. I told that <laughs> manager. Her name is Stephanie Bruce. I mm-hmm. still remember her name. Mm-hmm. I said, Stephanie, if you hire me, you are going to, this is going to be the best hire you ever made. Yeah. She said, you think that? I said, yeah. She said, come back tomorrow interview. Went back within like the first five to ten minutes interview. She said, you are hired. Can you start tomorrow? I said, I, I would have started yesterday if you didn't send me up out of here and have you come back <laughs> interview. So long story short, when I got hired, I was the number one representative in the nation. Mm-hmm. I was the number one assistant manager in the nation. Mm-hmm. And then when they made me a store manager, I was number one store manager in the nation. I did all that in eight months, my first eight months on the job. I was a store manager making yeah. six figures. Yeah. So I was the best. Like, I wanted to be the best. I, I got this, this, like, I'm big on just, like, wanting to be number one and being competitive. Like, it probably stemmed from me playing basketball. But that this this guy here is the reason why I'm successful today because, because of this guy. I, I just wanted to be the best. And when I was here, when I was hiring people, you're right. When I hired, I hired the youngest people. Mm. I hired the just out of high school or maybe fresh out of college, maybe mm-hmm. because I knew that you were going to listen. You were going to take direction. Yeah. And from a company perspective, like you said, they want to pay them like low. They don't want to pay somebody 30, 40 dollars an hour. They want to pay this kid coming out of high school mm-hmm. or college 10, 15 dollars an hour. And they're going to take the job. So I could get three of you for the price of one senior executive or somebody that will come to the table with experience and be wanting to negotiate. Mm-hmm. So you you are 100% correct. Yeah. And to, yeah. Not even only that. Like sure, the labor is, is less is cheaper, but the younger mindset, that fresh out of college, those younger executives in their 20s, very early 30s, yep. they still come with fresh ideas. Absolutely. So the labor is a little less expensive. They are coming with a different level of energy. Like they can get the job done, mm-hmm. you know, um, but they're also coming with fresh ideas. Yep. And for me, I love I having that. people with fresh ideas around me because Mm -hmm. I still come with fresh ideas, but that's also, I think it depends on what your journey has been Mm -hmm. because I come from my, I I have a journey that includes having to prove the impossible possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't come from a journey of, um, well, I just got to take what I can get. I have had to create and reinvent and create and reinvent so many times just to barely be able to pay bills. And then Mm -hmm. having to do that over and over and over again to create a level of success for myself. So as I think about it, um, I like having that kind of energy around me. Whereas, um, and this isn't for everybody who's over the age of 40, obviously, um, 40 is like the new 20 and we say that talk about it every day it, it 50 is really do you see these 50 year old women and men yeah. out here killing it mm-hmm. like 40 is really you know I feel like I'm at the best time of my life me too um, I'm, I'm really me too. feeling at the best time of my life and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have maintained my youthfulness mm-hmm. I've taken care of myself mm-hmm. very well yep. but something different happens in your 40s where you, I have. Well, you the, telling me because I ain't, I ain't quite. I'm almost. You're there. almost there. I'm almost there. Something different happens in your 40s where you become the most. I don't give a you know what person. Ooh, that's good. Of all time, like I am at the height. Yeah. Of I don't give a you know what. Because mm-hmm. I don't. 
Like I have all this experience that I learned in my teens, learned in my 20s and 30s. I am now operating from a place where I believe I make great decisions or I'm operating from a place where I don't mind getting help for decisions. But, you know, there's also this um, like my whole life is just a representation of me on a journey to become my best self. That's it. That's what life is for me right now on a journey to become my best self. And there's going to be little details that happen along the way to make that true. And the way I see it, Dion, if a person chooses to judge me harshly Mm -hmm. because I am on a journey of self discovering who my best self is and becoming her, Mm -hmm. I can't care about that. Mm -hmm. I can't care about these little things that you're speaking about to me. Mm -hmm. I can't care about these little judgments that you're attempting to pass on, on me. I can't care about the projections that you're trying to put on me because it's something that's deeply Mm -hmm. rooted in how you feel and Mm -hmm. something that happened Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. back in the day. Like I don't care about that. So when I pull up a seat and I show up being Donnie Wiggins, I don't care about what anybody had. And I'm because I know what the mission is at the end of the day. And for a lot of people, it takes this experience, it takes this journey, it takes these many years to really figure out this is what I'm living life for. Mm -hmm. And when you become clear about what you're living life for, you become queen or king. I don't give a, you know what? Listen, I am definitely in that era. And, and it, and it started with me like detaching myself from like Chicago and leaving. Mm. And when I left, congratulations to you for making it out of Chicago as a grown man, seriously? because that's a hard place to come out of. No, seriously, it is. And and um, when I left, everybody and their mama had something to say about me. Like all of the people that I used to be cool with and used to hang with, not everybody. And I'm and I'm hearing all this through a couple of my best friends who still are there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, yeah, such and such called me today talking about you. Yes, yeah, such and such called me today want to talk about you. And they like, I had to cut the conversation because you ain't about to talk about my friend. Yeah. But it's just, it's like when you start to, you know, go to different levels, like you said, people just like, they start to want to talk because of your success or they mad because of whatever insecurities that they got going on. And it's like, my whole thing is instead of talking about me, you might want to come get with me and learn something Mm. so I can help you. So the same person you're talking about is the same person who actually can help you, but you in your own way. Yeah. And people don't realize the enemy is the enemy. You in your own way and you stopping all your blessings because I'm a man of God and I'm just going to serve him. I'm going to follow his lead and whatever you got to say and whatever you got going on, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah. I got to do it. And speaking of your journey. Okay. I got a question. Oh, man. Are you on, are you, are you on this journey by yourself? <laughs> oh, that must be a good question. Talk about full transparency. Because the people want to know. I'm, I'm sure it's some young men out there want to know. Are you on this journey by yourself or like. Say it again. I'm sure it's a young man out there no, no, want to no. know. I, I'm just, I'm sure there's. There's a there's a, a brother. No, but you said that and you know. it just it sticks out so much to me because um yes. That's who approach you, young men. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Because you look you I thought I, you were young. I, but you know Girl, what I mean? You know. I am because we still young. We are young. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm forever young. I'm going to be 90 years old, forever young. You hear me? I'm with it. I'm with because youth is a mindset, or young is a mindset. Youth is a number, but young is a mindset. Yep. I just made that up anyway. So y'all put that <laughs> over. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, yes, I am. I'm being very careful about how I speak about this because I believe in the power of manifestation. Um, today, I am single. Okay. 
but I am also eagerly preparing. Gotcha. I okay. want to be, I'm a lover girl. Mm-hmm. I thrive in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like people that I've dated will tell you I'm like this little kid. Cause I see you on your social media saying I'm just practicing. Just so I'm, try- practicing. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm, but that's exactly what's going on. Okay. I'm practicing. Okay. So, you know, I am, there's, there's Donnie Wiggins, the businesswoman, the pot, the, the public person that you get to see on a regular basis. For sure. Yeah. And then there's Donnie who just, you know, come rub me, come talk. Gotcha. I cannot gotcha. wait okay. to be somebody's wife, I guess at this point, like, and, and because I don't know, I want to ask, okay. I, I don't know. I okay. don't know none of okay. this stuff. Okay. Okay. Like you ever been married or no? Never. Never been married. Okay. Mm-mm. I've been engaged Close? to be married, okay. mm-hmm, but I've never been married. Okay. Okay. So it didn't just didn't quite work out. It didn't quite work out, um, but it did, if that makes sense. Okay. It didn't work out, but it did because um, I don't believe that I've wasted time in yeah. any relationship. Um, I wasn't the little girl who grew up like imagining myself mm. married. Okay. I was always the little girl, who, and I come from a two-parent household. I had my mom and my stepfather, but my stepfather has been around, you know, since I was like four or five years old. So I grew up in a two-parent household, and it wasn't that I never, I didn't desire marriage. I just, when I thought about my future as a little girl, I was drawing pictures of me, like, being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always knew that, and... I always knew that a husband and children would be in that equation, but there are some women that were little girls who just dreamt of themselves in their wedding dress sure. and they could see themselves walking down the aisle. Sure, yeah. I didn't see that um, until later in life. Yeah. So I had already started on a trajectory of going after business success. And then mm-hmm. as life would have it, I would have to go mm-hmm. after success just to survive. Right. Um, but I can't wait. I'm, I'm, you can I be honest? Mm-hmm. There was a time where I felt like relationships were just not the vibe anymore. Kind of like overrated. Overrated <laughs> because I was surrounded by married people mm. um who were miserable. Oh, that's not good. Every and not, that's not the case today, but yeah. there was a, a stretch of time mm. where everybody's, you know, and, you, and you're going to complain. You're going to have those kind. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking yeah. about people who like, yo, I am one and a half feet out of the door. Yeah. I'm miserable. I'm this. I either I'm hearing those. I'm knowing of the, the situations where people are. Are you sure you're married? Are yeah. you just, you know, wow. I'm seeing men take their mm-hmm. rings off. I'm seeing, I'm having, I'm experiencing men approach me that are married, that are married. Yeah, man. And I'm just like, maybe I'll just have a companion forever. Like I went through that phase. Like maybe it's not marriage for me and mm-hmm. I'm, I do my Oprah thing yeah. and it's just a companion because that companionship stage be the best, most yeah. exciting thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But again, as I said earlier, right now I'm in a season of having it my way. Yeah. And I actually do desire marriage. And so I am yeah. become, I I am, I am now very intentional and, and for clarity in every relationship I've been in, um, I've always dated with long-term end in mind. Right. Mm, yep. So it's yep. never been like these, I've never gone after like these short spurts. Yeah. 
But um, I am now, I didn't, I, I didn't, it's hard because when I was dating before, it was like, oh, yeah, I could spend a lot of time with this person and I enjoy them. And, you know, hopefully we have a future. Yeah. But now it's like we have to have a future yep. or I'm just not entertaining it. Do you do you like feel like how men feel like because I know that you are successful as well, um, very financially like you got it going on as from a woman perspective, because most pe- most women, they'll they looking for a man to take care of them. That's mm-hmm. what most women do. But you, on the other hand, being successful and having your own bag, do you kind of watch out like for who you would date to try to say like, is he trying to get my money? Or because that's what most men like. When I talk to like most of my single friends that are you know multimillionaires, they be like, bro, I'm struggling with this dating world because I don't know if she really like me hmm. or if she like. Those same friends, just real quick, Dion. On a side note, if yeah. they're struggling and you know that you know, because you could just. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I, I mean? I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with it. I got you. Put got me, you. send me a couple you. of photos over and you. profiles and <laughs> we can make that journey easier for them. They cannot struggle with that decision anymore. I got you. I got, um, you. I got you. I'm going to hold you down. I got you. I no, got you. but um, to answer your question, for clarity, I still want a man to take care of me. Okay. But what taking care of me being yeah, who I am me, today, me, look it looks like? different. Because it don't, it's not, it's not hard to really. I, I, it's not financially take care of you. It's more yeah, like no. just take care of me. Look, yeah. take care of me, baby. <laughs> yeah, like t- I, got you. I got you. Come over here. So I do want a man to take care of me. And what I mean by that is, yes, I am um, successful financially. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I don't want someone to contribute financially as well. Right. Does um, he have to be up here, too? Like, does, does he, he have, have to, to be like where you at or so- like seven plus figures? Yes. Or, or are you okay dating down? Like, oh, I don't like that term. I don't like the term fi- dating, dating down. down financially. Like, because like he could be like super funny. Like, yeah. he could be everything that you're looking for. So, like, like, what does this guy look like? By the way, what does he look he's, like? He's he's beautiful to me. I, what don't nobody know what beautiful he's beautiful is? to me? Is he dark skin? Is he light skin? Wait a minute, are short? you the guest or am I? Like, what you, are you doing you here? You told me that I can ask you questions <laughs> with these questions. See, okay, okay. Donnie don't want to be full transparent. All right, we're about to get transparent. This Come is on. what we're doing because we're being intentional. We're manifesting my man that's, right now. That's what we're doing. So, all right, um, couple of things. Number one, I am in a position where yes, today I make the money that I that I desire to make right mm-hmm. i can pretty much make any decision that i want as it, as it relates to money Absolutely. however mm-hmm. i will say that i've been working hard for a long time mm-hmm. and it would be fantastic to have a man come into my life and be able to contribute um make it easier for me i want to make it easy for you mm-hmm. and i want it i want to make it easier for me okay. like i want us to make each other's life easy meaning right now Everything is on me. Like mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, I got to figure it out. If it, if if it's more money to be made, I got to figure it out. If there's yep. a new expense to account for, I have to figure it out. Correct. I would love to have a partner in that way that says, let's figure it out. Talk here's how it. I can contribute. Here's how you contribute. And yep. let's do this thing together. Yep. Um, that really like the idea of partnership really excites me. And I found, um, you know, it's I've, I've had experiences where, Men who are financially successful don't always welcome partnership from a woman, right? And I strongly desire partnership. I Mm -hmm. don't want to be in a dictatorship because some man comes with all this money. And I also don't want to be the dictator because I come with it. Absolutely. Um, Does he have to make seven or eight figures? No. However, 
Um, and, and I'm serious about that. He does not have to make seven figures, but he has to bring something to the, like if I'm going to be the breadwinner, mm-hmm. you got to bring something that makes it easy for me to continue to go get the bread. Right. Mm. So you're supportive. Yes. You're contributing ideas. Mm-hmm. You have a talent or skill set that can, because now, now it, it, we got a couple of things like you can either support me and this becomes a family business mm-hmm. or maybe you have motion and you're doing something and you're only bringing in, you know, like a hundred thousand yes. or whatever that number. And I don't mean only, but let's just say that that's your thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that I can get behind and, turn the battery in your back and pipe that up. I like that because I help strangers, people who were strangers to me Mm -hmm. make millions. Often I have no doubt that my man, I'm not concerned about his income because I can help that too, but I can't help a broke mindset Mm -hmm. or a broken mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm very clear. Like you have to have some motion and motion means what does that mindset look like? Have you thought about some things that you're interested in? Um, do you have some ideas that you can contribute? Those things really matter to me for so sure. That means that he can't he can't just only support you and stay at home and he can't work a job. That's what that means then. Oh, I'm not coming home to a stay at home anybody. No, you work from home for sure, but I'm not about to be in yeah. the streets. What what's wrong with that? That there staying what, at home and doing what exactly? What do you do at home? Make it make sense. This I mean, is, if you can make it make sense, I'm open is, to a lot of stuff. What, this is what most women do. So, oh, but I'm not most women. No, what, I, what I'm saying is, how is it okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what most women do. I don't necessarily agree that's okay. Mm, okay. Um, I'm not a woman who believes, like, if you are. So, here's, here's, here's the thing. I think whatever works for that individual works for that individual, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if I had a son, I wouldn't be training my son to go and just fully take care of a woman who brings nothing to the table. Mm -hmm. So staying at home to do what I'm looking for the dot, dot, dot and Mm -hmm. fill in the blank and make that make sense Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily agree to it. I'm just not a woman who wants to stay at home. I want to be able to stay at home this week if I want to. And I would like a man who can allow me to do that, but I don't just, I'm not a nothing woman with no ideas and no dreams and aspirations. So I don't admire that in a relationship dynamic from a woman's perspective either. Um, So no, that wouldn't be okay with me. We get off the hot seat. It's okay. No, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Look, find my husband. You got all these guys (laughs) who are struggling to find somebody. I, I do. I do. I got a lot of single successful friends and they, they really struggling because they like, they just can't be 25 now. No, I got some thirties. I'm okay with thirties. I date. like, so what's so what's the youngest you'll go? Oh, I'm struggling with this. With the age? Yeah. yeah. Because I honestly don't get approached by men older than me. That's crazy. I they do think not. You're too young. Well, I that's don't know why. that that's always I don't know that's the only reason. Sure, that happens. I just don't know that that's the only reason. I do not get approached by men older than me. So maybe 35 is the youngest for you, maybe? Jesus Christ. That's, that's so piece. young. Yes, yeah, it's a piece. That's but. so young. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't made a defense. I have statistically dated someone like five, six years younger than me. Like that's, that's a norm. I have dated some people back in the day um, that were, and I'm usually in long-term relationships. Like my last one was almost four years. And so when I say back in the day, I'm usually in a, in a relationship. I don't ever Mm -hmm. stay single long now. Um, so this is the longest you've ever been single. No, I've been single right now for a year. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it hasn't even been that long. And that was that's on the tail end of what was a very serious relationship that, you know, was serious. So mm-hmm. I believe a year was a fair amount of time mm-hmm. to really kind of regroup. And, and I wasn't even focused on that necessarily. I was just doing my thing. Um, but yeah, no, I like men who I love an intelligent man. Mm -hmm. So for me, Mm -hmm. integrity and intelligence Mm -hmm. are my two biggest turn ons. I like a man that smells good. I remember dating this guy. I went on a couple of dates earlier this year with this guy who's fine. He's successful. He got the money. He got everything. Mm -hmm. And, but he didn't enjoy wearing cologne. And that, that was, was a, a deal, deal breaker? breaker for me. Yeah. Just bounce with cologne. No, he wouldn't. Like I bought okay, him some cologne. Let me, let me let me tell you, I've had I had this problem for a long time that I would only wear one type of cologne. Mm-hmm. And that was from high school all the way up until three years ago. Mm-hmm. One cologne. Mm-hmm. So everywhere that I would like, if I was somewhere, somebody knew that I was there. Mm-hmm. Because I only wore that one cologne and it was Jean Paul Gaudier. Okay. That was the only and for years, my mama, my sister, my wife, they was like, dude, wear something else. <laughs> like, I got so much John Paul, like, I could never run out at this moment. Yeah. But I just started, recently started wearing different stuff. And I'm just like, ooh, I like the smell of that. Mm-hmm. And I started wearing other stuff because I had wore John Paul for so long, I couldn't smell it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a part of who I was. And it was kind of like I was putting on stuff for no reason. Now, other people could smell it and always would compliment me. That's why I liked it. But now I'm, I, I wear some Louis. Like I got on Louis right now. And yeah. It just it smells so good. But you could have just told him, like, bro. I, no, I we had this, this conversation. And he said, I'm not. Yeah, ready. he thought that he feels like cologne and fragrances on men, like men who are into colognes, mm-hmm. are feminine. Oh no, he tripping. And that don't work for me. I don't like him. I don't like it. No. So I'm <laughs> like, you got to get up out of here. And and I struggled <laughs> with it. I struggled with it because here everything else seemed to be okay. We only went on a couple of dates, but everything else seemed to be okay. And I'm like, is this really that big a deal for me? And it yeah. wasn't. It was more about the mindset for me than it was about the fact that he didn't wear cologne. Yeah. Because now what I also don't want to deal with is another super masculine beat my chest guy who yeah. thinks everything that men do to take care of themselves are feminine. So yeah. see, cause he, because he was older, he wasn't willing to be open to that. And that's what you want somebody. To I be want somebody who's open minded. Yeah. You want somebody. Open. Yeah. Cause let's just, let's just say if that was just me for, I, I struggled with it. I mean, I was wearing cologne, but I struggled wearing new cologne but I was just like, you know what? Let me get this thing a try. And he just, he said, a man who wear cologne is feminine. He feels crazy. like, yeah, he's like, I feel like men who are into wearing cologne are feminine. And I immediately, I remember that moment so clearly. It, checked shoop, out. Checked, checked out. out. Done. Did, now, did he smell bad, though? He didn't smell bad, did he? He smelled like nothing. He just, was, was he like African or something? No. Oh, he okay. just, he didn't smell like anything. It just... He didn't, and so I just made the comment one day in conversation, like, um, you don't ever wear any cologne. Tell me about that. You know, oh, well, you know, that's not my thing. And I'm asking, like, are you allergic to it? Is it, you know, does it bother? Because I would understand if he said yeah. um, it gives me a headache. Cool. Don't wear cologne. I don't want you to walk around being yeah. sick. Yeah. But it's feminine. 
Uh, let me see your nails. Let me no. see your right. <laughs> let, me, right. <laughs> let me see what you got going on over there. Like I, I, I love a man who's into his own self care, not good. to the level that a woman is, but yeah. I like a man who cares about how he looks. How do you mm-hmm. present yourself to the world? I love a man that I can learn from. Oh, it's so sexy. That's so good. Integrity is important. Can I say something real quick? Yes. To the learn something part, just me being transparent. Well, before my wife was my wife, we went through a stint where we we like broke up, right? Mm-hmm. And we broke up for a year and a half. And the reason why she came back and she said, because dating these other men, she said, they don't talk to me the way you talk to me. She said, the conversations we've had, she said, I can't forget them. She said, you, it's like the conversations, they grow me. They make me feel different. They yeah. challenge me. She was like, I need that. She yeah. was like, and I miss that. And it, that, it wasn't like she came back. For really, I'm not saying that she didn't come back for other things, but that was that was her first thing she said to me. And I was like, that's good. That's, that's Because you're here for substance. Like yeah. you're here for something that is feeding your soul and making you, you know, feel different. So. so for me, dating men that I can learn from guarantees that if the relationship doesn't work, work out, I don't walk away with nothing. Cool. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. If I can learn from you mm-hmm. and I am intellectually stimulated, at least I walk away with all of these experiences and all of this new information. And so when I say I don't feel like relationships that I've been in in the past were a waste of my time, I have dated some strongly intellectual mm-hmm. men. And every situation I can think of a person and what I got from that and a person and what I've got from that. I have grown so much based on the relationships that I've chosen. Every single last one of them were worth my time. And I want to walk into my home with my husband every single day and be like, boy, even when you over there looking raggedy with that hairline, (laughs) needing some work and all of that stuff, even when you over there talking all that trash, you are worth my time because Ooh, your integrity, your intellect and the way you take care of yourself just turns me on. That's what I want. I like it. We, that's you that's gonna, what I you want. Gonna, I think 2024 is going to be your year. Listen, I can we shake on that? Can yeah. we Can we shake? Yes, 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 yes. 2024 is going to be your year. I got some, I got some candidates, too. Mm-hmm. To I'm available this weekend for a first date. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they might have to, let me have, I'm going to have somebody fly in for Let's you, fly somebody <laughs> in, baby. I am, look. I as, as, yes, 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 yes. No, but um, in, in all seriousness, this will be the year. What, what does, what does next year look like for you? What are you, what are you being intentional about? Um, I'm being intentional about partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a lot of joint ventures. I want to, my mindset is really to help a lot of people make a lot of money mm-hmm. because I love the financial freedom and I love the feeling that it gives me and I love what it has done for my family. Mm-hmm. Like I take care of everybody, you know, at this point and I want people to have that feeling. Mm-hmm. So for me next year, I'm very intentional about partnering with people, collaborating. I'm just really helping put like, I'm kind of like you in a sense to where like, you're like, yo, I can take a stranger and show them how to make six, seven figures a year. Like I figured out I've cracked the code and I feel like it's the same for me. Um, if you're willing to listen, if your mindset is not broke, like you said, uh, I can help somebody make six or seven figures a year easily. And so I just want to like next year for me is all about partnerships and connecting with people and putting people in positions to win mm-hmm. and at a high level, win at a level that they never even thought about. That's, that's what next year looks like for me. And by default, God is going to bless me in return. For sure. Win at a level that they never even thought about. Mm -mm. That's such a rewarding feeling. Dion, I can think about, I have two clients that came to mind immediately, um, both who wanted to earn $100,000. Like when they came in, and both these clients I've been working with for 
one going on four years, one going on three years. So at the time that they got started with me, my criteria was very different. Yep. And so they hadn't even made a hundred thousand dollars yet. Right. Yep. yep. And that's what they wanted. And I laughed yeah. at both of them. I'm like, <laughs> that's all you want, that's you know, yeah. because I knew that I could help people make a hundred thousand hand over fist. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. One of those clients have gone on to build a seven figure business mm. and we were able to do that in about two, two and a half years. Good. That's good. Um, and the other one, I had a call with him on my way in this morning and he went from zero to this year. He'll close out right at over 400,000. So good. And, um, and it's been an upward trajectory. So when I say, you know, and it's such a rewarding feeling when you talk about, creating goals and winning in a way that they never even thought that was possible. There's some people who just $100,000 is my number That's, yep. and listening to his excitement um, this morning as he's like, yo, we're, we're really about to do this. We're yeah. really about to go for $400,000 or is, is he's $700 away from it. So yeah. it's impossible. It's he good. can't not hit it if it's he, yeah. you know, and that is, um, it's, it's such a fulfilling feeling mm, mm, to help people do this day in day out. And that's why I don't even buy into the conversations when people say, Oh, you paying this, this money to all these coaches, ask them what their business is. My business is legitimately to help your business be successful. Yes. That is actually my business today. That's you know? my business. Yeah. Like on a lower level, people know me as the financial literacy credit and all that. But like when you get into like coaching with me, mm -hmm. like I'm literally like we digging into your business. Yeah. And most people don't know that I have that secondary layer. But it's like, how do you think that I have the success that I have? I've, I've clearly figured something out. And like similar to you, I've, I've got students that they they met me a year ago and got coached by me. And now like I got one young lady you might know. Do you know uh, Lois? No. She's a nurse. Mm -mm. Like she's finishing this year. She's finna have her first million dollar year. Like yeah. we talk about taking somebody from being a nurse at the hospital working 60 hours a week. And she's like, yeah, I want to like, I can do it. And I'm like, if you're willing to put in the work, let's go. Mm. Pay me to coach her. And like, we're talking about, she's going to clear a million in her first, it ain't even been 12 months. Really. I started coaching her in March of this year mm -hmm. and she's doing phenomenal. And so when you get people like that, like you said, who, when you are actually a coach mm -hmm. and you actually co can coach, mm -hmm. that's different. Like a lot of people be like, man, you know, they'd be like talking about people be scamming. And I said, like, I, I can't relate. I can't relate. I cannot it. relate. Like yeah. I don't have, I, like it's people that have taken my course and made six and seven figures a year off mm -hmm. of a course investment. So for me, I can't relate to none of the issues that people have with coaches because I am one of the real coaches. There's a few. And like you said, success and failure leads clues. And so when you looking at people, just just look a little deeper. Look deeper. And I've also know? not you know, I've also not even just being a coach, I've never made a bad investment into a coach. Me neither. Mm -hmm. Me neither. Like all of my investments mm -hmm. into coaching have turned out wonderfully for me. But that's also because I operate from a mindset of I'm gonna get something out of this. Yep. I'm not looking for when I invest in coaches. I'm not looking for every single conversation to be shifting and transformational. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you may work with somebody, and it's like that one thing that they said that, like, look, I know I paid you to work yeah. with you for the year, but this yeah. is all I really need. This, this is it. This is it. I'm out. I'm gone. Let me take this and run with it. And so I've, I've not. I, I know that there are coaches out there that are not operating in integrity and, and they do what they do. Yeah. But I have personally never had that experience, but yeah. I do a great due diligence. That's, too. that's just like, so I think that 
as consumers, there's some accountability because we need to do our due diligence. Mm -hmm. We need to research. And most people don't do that. And then they try to complain about the coach. So that's on you. That's not on the coach. So let's just get that out there. Um, but like I, when I was holding my free call last night, when you was like, dang, you know, I didn't see you at the party. I'm like, I was holding my, my webinar. I got on my webinar and one of my mentees jumped on just out the blue. His name is Ivan. He's from Chicago too. And he jumped on the call and he raised his hand. He's like, please, can you let me talk to the people? He thought this was like a mentor call. It really wasn't. It was just, I just was educating and training on the software. Yeah. I said, Ivan, this ain't really that kind of call, but shoot, go ahead. He was like, y'all. I paid Dion all of this money, what I thought it was a lot of money, and I'd have made that money ten times over in the last two months. And he just got the rambling and rambling and then just telling everybody. And I was just like, it's a beautiful thing when you can really coach somebody and like you say, get somebody to a level that they never thought. And here's what's even better. He said to them on the call, he said, I feel like I stole from Dion. Although I paid Dion ten thousand to coach me, he said, I feel like I stole from him. He said, because the amount of information I got, like, it's and it took me to a whole nother level. He said, I went from paying this man 10000 and maybe driving my trucks and doing all this other stuff, making 10000 a month. Now I'm making 10000 a week. Mm -hmm. That's transformational. That's not, that's not normal stuff. And so my hat goes off to you because I remember when I first saw you speak in person at, um, at Marvin Mitchell's, and I was like, dang, she's, she's powerful. I said that to myself, and then you came to the back, and you was like, how do you think I did, D? And I was like, yo, before today, the only thing that I saw in Donnie was the the Social Food Podcast. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I would envision. But then you was talking about being a business owner, being a professional. I'm like, yo, she got a whole nother level that I didn't even know. So I think this is, I think that what I'm noticing now and just having this conversation with you is it's very important for us as business professionals to continue to let people know who we are and like always reintroduce ourselves. Yeah. Because I think about it like as a funnel. You got top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. The top is where you introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. The middle is where you just like give value information to get the people that was at the top that came to the middle to kind of like start to kind of get in that conversion process. Then the bottom is the sales process where you, you pitching and making offers. And so it's like for people like me and you and other real good coaches, I think it, it behooves us to every so often reintroduce ourselves, especially mm. on social media, because we get so many new followers every single day and we got to let the people know what it is that we really do. Yes. Because I'm, if, when people look at me and say, they say credit. When they look at you, they, they think probably social proof mm -hmm. or podcast. Our, our dynamic is so greater than that. Mm -hmm. Our impact is so much greater than that. And I think that for the coaches who may be watching this, if you are known for one thing, that's beautiful because that's how you became known. But if you got a whole nother level in a different dynamic, like tell people about that. Yeah. Because people yeah. need to know. I love that. I have a mentor, a, a membership group called Post to Paid. Mm. And this is where we send them. We literally text them three posts a day mm. um, with the caption fully written out because nice. I'm like the queen of captions. Nice. So I write all these captions, send it out. But every quarter, uh, one of those captions is to reintroduce yourself. Nice. And yeah, you good. just made me uh, realize how hypocritical I've been because I don't know that I've introduced myself this whole year. So me on too. social anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I am going to make it a point at the top of the month. Yep. I am going to um, see. I said the month because we don't be <laughs> dating the episodes. And here you go. Screaming the month. Right. <laughs> Um, but nope, at the top of the year, I am going to make sure 
that I reintroduce myself um, and practice what I teach. Got you. Yeah. I got to do the same thing. I'm, I got to do the same thing. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with we got to do this again, D. It's a lot of, we could have gone uh, in so many different directions For with sure. this particular conversation. It's just an honor and privilege. Um, I know that you are incredibly busy and you live all the way in Africa. So, <laughs> oh my God, the jokes that come with where I live is crazy. yes, 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 I've yes. Heard, I've heard North Florida. I've heard China. I know you coming all the way from the Netherlands, so um, I don't want to keep you out too long. But if you could close us out, this is a group of entrepreneurs who are watching this um, with varied experience across the board. We have some that are aspiring and looking for that person to resonate with to start all the way up to people who are already doing seven and eight figures that are just looking for that fresh energy that we talked about earlier. If you could deliver a message and leave us with anything um, to encourage, empower or move them along, what? would that be um for me um i used to be where you at you Mm. know just afraid and scared and i I think if i can leave you one thing is that um as much as we are afraid of fear that fear is also afraid of us and and when you think about that you probably think yourself like wow what does he really mean what i mean is is fear is a concept where you need to face everything and run directly at whatever it is that you're running from and a concept where, for me, when I started running towards and going towards what I feared, which is expose myself to the world and having uncomfortable conversations and be willing to, like, let's just say, relocate from where I grew up at for 30 plus years and to move to Atlanta to just get myself into an uncomfortable position, that's when uh, life started really lifing for me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, you know, become the best version of myself, be able to live the lifestyle that I desired, take care of the people I wanted to take care of. And now, um, be in a very financially stable position that um, I'm in now, and I love it. And I think that everybody, you know, you look at social media, and I just want to say that's fake. That's not, it's not real there. Mm-hmm. That is a facade. Um, nobody is posting what they're going through because you got to grow through what you go through. But everybody is posting um, what looks good. And so don't take that, you know, don't take that to heart. Just, you know, just worry about what you got going on. Don't, don't have this shiny object syndrome. Don't look at this person, what they're doing and what that person is doing. Stay focused on you. Remove all fear and doubt and just run towards anything that makes you uncomfortable when it comes to you, you as an individual. If you don't like public speaking, baby girl, you're going to have to go ahead and go speak. Go ahead because and speak. there's somebody that is going to be in that audience. Once you open your mouth and start talking, that is going to resonate with you. You're going to bless them mm-hmm. and you're going to change somebody's life. So, you know, if, if you stay grounded in your fears, you're not allowing yourself to grow and you're not also allowing people who need your assistance and your help. You're not you're not going to be able to impact them as, as well either. Yeah. And so I just I just encourage somebody to just get out of your comfort zone and get comfortable being uncomfortable in and watch how life start life. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, you Dion, it. for being here. All of your information is going to be tagged in. Uh, the video wherever they are seeing this video make sure you connect with Dion yes professionally he works in the credit credit enhancement industry credit education space and so if you need that for sure make sure you connect with him but after hearing this brother talk for the last 90 minutes or so you should also be able to easily identify like hmm He's somebody just from a mindset perspective um, that I would like to be closely or closer connected to. Make sure you roll over and check him out. As usual, comment in the video what the biggest takeaway was for you today. Was it the credit conversation? 
Was it him getting into my dating life? Mm -hmm. Um, It could have been a mix of some mindset. And maybe in this episode, you learn that you need to get some younger energy, more youthful Mm -hmm. energy around you. Or maybe you learn that you need to tap into your own youthful energy because you over there, 22 years old, acting like you're 52 years old, right? Whatever that is, comment, let us know. And uh, we will see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.